record. Okay, let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Betty in the Booth Podcast. On this week's episode, we've got some MLB news that popped up between this and last week's episode. We've got NFL Week 18 recap with playoff predictions. We've got week, we got college football national championship game recap and more. Let's get right into it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 109 of Betty in the Booth Podcast. Thank you so much for the support to this point. I very much do appreciate it. Let's get right into this week's episode. We've got a lot to talk about. Let's start off with the short news. Baseball, we had uh, a signing and a tr- and trades that were random and out of the blue. Starting off with the first trade that was random out of the blue, Robbie Ray is being traded from the Seattle Mariners to the San Francisco Giants, starting pitcher who was in- who been injured for most of the year and didn't pitch much at all. For outfielder Mitch Haniger, who was just with Seattle not long ago, literally two years ago, uh, and is now brought back, he signed with the Giants last offseason. And Anthony DiSclefani is like a pitcher's solid. This was just like a what-in-the-world-is-going-on trade. Because it's like Robbie Ray, who's been up and down when healthy, but he's also had problems being healthy. For a guy who literally was just a Seattle Mariner not long ago, and then Anthony Davis Clefani, who's like in mixed bag. I don't know. It just like whack trade. And then that wasn't even the end of the trades. Seattle traded their infielder, uh, Jose Caballero, to Tampa for Luke Rayleigh, who's an outfielder and first baseman. This was even wackier trade. I don't even know what to make of it. Uh, and then the one signing since last week's episode, Teoscar Hernandez signed a one year deal thir- with, for $223.5 million with eight. Point five million deferred till twenty thirty to twenty thirty nine. Uh, deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yes, the Dodgers got another great player, which is kind of ridiculous at this point. Um, but anyways, that is uh for MLB news. So let's get into Week eighteen uh, NFL recap. Mason Rudolph to Deontay Johnson seventy one yard touchdown leads the Steelers over the Ravens seventeen to ten. Also marks 10th season under Mike Tomlin with 10-plus wins, passing Bill Cower for most in Steelers history. And eventually, with another team losing, which we will get to in a moment, the Steelers are officially in the playoffs as the 7th seed. We will get into who they're facing. Thanks to C.J. Stroud to Nico Collins for 75-yard touchdown, and Tyler Goodson to the Colts dropping a wide-open pass on 4th down. Uh, I just got an injury update I'll get to in a moment. Uh, That could have put them in good range to still have a chance to win the game. Leads Houston over Indy 23-19 and clinch a playoff spot for the first time since 2019. And, well, we'll get to... uh, And uh, with the Jaguars losing 28-20 to the Titans on Calvin Ridley dropping wide open second down play... That would have been huge had he actually caught it, except he dropped it. The Jaguars lose to the Titans 28-20, giving the Texans AFC South and putting the Steelers in the playoffs. And no matter what had happened Sunday night, putting the Bills in the playoffs. So the battles fly out for the division. A uh, big update on Brown's injury front I got uh, just now from on my phone. Uh, and we're about... 
it's actually a good time to bring this up because literally uh, I'm about to talk about Browns being also there's not even much to say. Uh, Dustin Hopkins is likely out this week uh, in the playoff game, but Grant Delpit could be coming back from IR, which... Big blow, but some positive news at the same time. Blow with Hopkins, positive news with Delpit. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, that is a big update for Cleveland Browns going into their playoff game this weekend. Anyways, uh, Browns got whipped by the Bengals with their backups 31-14. And with the Bengals win... In this game, the AFC North is first division to finish with every team having a 500 over 500 win percentage, meaning they had more wins and losses since the 1935 NFL West, which had the 7-3-2 Lions, the 8-4 Packers, the 6-4-2 Bears, and the 6-4-2 Cardinals. And also, Bengals wide receiver Andre Losivas is the first Princeton football player with two touchdowns in the game since Dutch Hendry in, in 1924 with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, so, yeah, that's what happened with the Browns. Rough game. I didn't even watch much of it, to be honest. I kind of, like, turned it off after a certain point. I was like, yeah, but this, I, after 21 nothing, I was like, yep, game over. Browns weren't doing anything, and uh, just that was icing on the cake, and I knew uh, ain't no chance of coming back. So, yeah. That's the uh, story with that. Anyways, moving on with a 30-20 win versus the Vikings. The Lions have secured 12-win season for second time in franchise history and first time since 1991. With a 9-0 win over the P Carolina Panthers, Tampa Bay's NFC South slash Lough champions for the third straight year, which is longest streak in Buccaneers history. Panthers defensive tackle Derek Brown ended up with 103 tackles at the end of the season with a few in this game, becoming which is a record for most by a defensive tackle passing Christian Wilkins from 1994. The 17-9 win over the Bears, Packers clinch a playoff spot. With 38-10 win over the Commanders, the Cowboys have clinched the NFC East. Brandon Aubrey in this game, even though he missed two field goals, how ended up with a season total of 157 total points, which is most by a Dallas player, kicker, and non-kicker, passing Emmett Smith in 1995 with 150. Behind Smith was Brett Maher in 2022 with 137, Dan Bailey in 2021 with 135, and Greg Zerline with 135 in 2020. The other three, aside from Emmett Smith, are kickers. Emmett Smith is a running back, was a running back. Giants destroyed the Eagles 27 times, which kind of helped the Cowboys kind of didn't. The 49... In Rams 21-20 win over the 49ers, Puka Nakua probably cements himself as Offensive Rookie of the Year. Would now ha ends the season with the most receiving yards by a rookie 
1,486 yards, passing Bill Groman from 1960 with 1,473 behind Bill, which is Jamar Chase from 2021 with 1,455, followed by Justin Jefferson 2020 with 1,400, followed by Anquan Bolden 2003 with 1,377, and Randy Moss in 1998 with 1,313, and with 105 catches in, in the season, on the season in the end, is most by a rookie passing Jalen Wall in 2021 with 104 behind Waddle and Quan Bull in 2003 with 101 and Michael Thomas in 2018 with 92. Oh, also with the Bears game, Jordan Love, who finished the season 372 for 579, 64.2%, 4,159 yards, 32 touchdowns, 11 picks, and a 96.06 rating has better passer rating than Aaron Rodgers did in his first year taking over for Brett Favre in 2008. With two game-sealing interception by Taylor Rapp at the end and earlier Deontay Hardy game-tying 96-yard punt return touchdown and Dawson Knox go-ahead five-yard touchdown from Josh Allen, the Bills clinched the AFC East and the Dolphins choked away a division that should have been theirs and they choked it away and failed. So, play out. The standings, so how the bracket works out, I'm going to share because I filled out a bracket and I'm giving you my full predictions. So just give me a moment to share screen. No wrong thing. Just want to make sure. Yep, Mike's still going. Okay, so this is how the bracket looks. And of course, you're going to see my predictions. But the one seed in the AFC is the Baltimore Ravens. The text, the two seed is the Bills. They are facing the seven seed Steelers. And the three seed in the AFC is the Chiefs. They are facing the number six seed Dolphins. The number four seed is Houston Texans. They will be facing Cleveland Browns, five seed. Uh, on the NFC side, the 49ers are the one seed, followed by the Cowboys at the, the second two seed, who will be playing Green Bay. The Lions are the third three seed, will be facing the Rams. And then the Buccaneers are the four seed facing the Eagles, who are the five seed. So, now with predictions along with the schedule for Wild Card Weekend. Uh, Browns and Texans, which is going to be Saturday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern on NBC. I sat back and I'm having a hard time trying to, like, pick this game. But no matter how much of me, like, truly does believe that and is going to root for the Browns to win this game... I'm not really sure, and I have more confidence, especially since Stroud is going to be playing in this game. And even with who's going to be in and out for Cleveland and Houston, I have Houston winning this game. And to be honest with the Browns season, I'm honestly just happy they even made the playoffs, and it doesn't matter to me how far they go. And I had the same outlook last time they made it in 2020. It was just, like, happy with how they even made it in the first place. And, uh, We'll see what happens. Maybe they shot. I mean, it wouldn't be shocking if they win, but yeah. Chiefs and Dolphins. I really sat back on this because it's like hard. It's on one hand, Chiefs are struggling. They don't have wide receivers. They have a heck of a defense that they could definitely ride on. But like, is that going to be enough with how inconsistent their wide receivers are? I don't know. Versus Dolphins, who collapse on the AFC Easterly, but have very reliable receivers. Where whether Waddle is in or out. And they have somewhat of a decent defense. It ain't Chiefs defense, but it's a solid defense. 
And then the day I can trust Miami more than I would trust Kansas City. So I have Miami winning that game. Pittsburgh Buffalo, I don't think Pittsburgh really has a shot, so I have the Bills winning that game. In the divisional round between Ravens and Dolphins, I have the Ravens winning once again. Bills and Texans, I have the Bills winning. And then I have the Bills beating the Ravens. Because I just have a hunch if that's the matchup, the Bills would be because they've won five straight going into the playoffs, and I have a feeling it might be too hot to stop uh, by anyone at this point. But I could be wrong, and I could be up. I might be crazy to think this, but I'm riding it, them out. Anyways, on the NFC side, Buccaneers and Eagles. Even with how much Philly has struggled going into the end of the season, even with all the injuries, which Jalen Hurts was injured. Uh, A.J. Brown hurt, was hurt from uh, Week 18. I still think they're a way better team than Tampa, and I have them passing Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but no further they would lose to San Francisco. Uh, Rams and Lions, this is going to be a very intriguing good game with being in Detroit. Uh, I'm going to go over the schedule after this point because I've kind of skipped that part, but I'll go over it after. Uh, but at the end of the day, like this is going to be a good intriguing game. I just feel with how with it being like first playoff game in Detroit in a while, and like they are a very passionate fan base, and I know because I know Lions and Lions fans in general. I know some. I think Lions are going to win this game, but I think this is definitely an intriguing game, and uh, we'll see what happens. Cowboys and Packers. I just trust the Cowboys defense way more. End of story. Uh, MC divisional round. I have San Francisco over Philly, and I have Dallas over Detroit. And then NFC Championship game, I have 49ers winning. But the Super Bowl, I have the Buffalo Bills winning. And that is my predictions for the playoffs for this year. Let me know what you think. Do you have similar to mine? Do you have different than mine? Where are your predictions? Let me know in the live chat or comments below. Uh, so, yeah, that is my NFL playoff predictions. Oh, yeah, and then, of course... The schedule for uh, Wild Card Weekend, Saturday night, two games, Browns at Texans. That will be at 4.30 on NBC. The late night game is going to be Dolphins at the Chiefs, 8 p.m. exclusively, keyword exclusively on Peacock, which unless you're in Miami or Kansas City, you're going to have to get Peacock sub sub subscription to watch this game, which is going to cost you money in. Honestly, it's stupid they're even doing this for the playoffs. Though. though, something like someone proposed, and I was like, this isn't even crazy to think about and like, say that it could be a legitimate reason. Someone was trying to say because Swifties are so committed to wanting to see tra uh, Taylor Swift at the games and like see Kelsey play, who's like uh, been together with Taylor Swift for a while that like they'd be willing to pay that much money to watch the game and I was like yeah not a crazy thought I don't know if that's for sure the reason but it's not a crazy thought but uh yeah uh Sunday games there are three first one is Bills hosting the Steelers 1 p.m on CBS second one is Cowboys hosting the Packers 4-3 on Fox and by the way the Cowboys the Bills Steelers game is not going to be on Nickelodeon there are no Nickelodeon games However, the, what would be the Nickelodeon announcer is doing the Browns game, actually, and his father's being the radio for that game, funny enough. Um, and then 8 p.m. on NBC Sunday night is Lions hosting the Rams. And then the Monday night game on ESPN is going to be the Eagles at the Buccaneers 815. 
on ABC slash ESPN. Plus, Manning cast Manning the Manning brothers might have a uh, extra uh, extra viewing of the game, knowing how that they've done that in the past for Wild Card Weekend when it's had a game on uh, ESPN. But uh, we'll see. So that's the standings. For, so that is the schedule. We will see what happens, uh, and we'll see how my predictions go. I could end up being bad. It could end up being solid. It could end up being good. Won't know until it plays out. Um, but while we're here, let's go over. They did come out with the 2024 regular season opponents. Might as well just go through it. We could go through this. I'm going to skip. For audio listeners, you won't see it. I'm going to skip the divisional games because they are obvious for home and away. Uh, but for Dallas, we're going to start with the NFC East. This is from ESPN article. Uh, Dallas, skipping division games, their home opponents are the Ravens, the Bengals, the Saints, the Buccaneers, Texans, and Lions. On the road is Falcons, Panthers, Browns, Steelers, and 49ers. That Browns game might be intriguing. Yeah, but then again, the Browns have a rough schedule this coming year. The Giants, aside from their division games, have Ravens, Bengals, Saints, Buccaneers, Vikings, and Colts at home. While they have Steelers, Browns, Panthers, Falcons, and Seahawks on the road. The Eagles have Panthers, Browns, Falcons, Steelers, Packers, and Jaguars at home, while having Ravens, Saints, Buccaneers, Bengals, and Rams on the road. And for the Commanders, they have the Falcons, Panthers, Browns, Steelers, Titans, Bears on at home, and go on the road to face Ravens, Saints, Buccaneers, Bengals, and Cardinals. NFC North, the Bears host Panthers, Jaguars, Rams, Patriots, Seahawks, and Titans. While traveling to Cardinals, Texans, Colts, 49ers, and Commanders, obviously the home or away games could vary depending on international games. Uh, Lions host the Buccaneers, Rams, Saints, not Saints, Seahawks, Jaguars, Titans, and Bills, but travel to Cowboys, T- Cardinals, Texans, Colts, and 49ers. Cowboys will be intriguing, especially with how this regular season game ended between the two. Uh, but we will see how that plays out. Uh, Packers host the... Uh, no. Packers host the Cardinals, 49ers, Texans, Colts, Saints, and Dolphins while going to Eagles, Jaguars, Titans, Rams, and Seahawks. The Vikings host the Lions, Pack, or not, I'm including the original rival, sorry. Cardinals, 49ers, Texans, Colts, Falcons, Jets while traveling to the Rams, Seahawks, Jaguars, Titans, and Giants. Uh, NFC South, right, you know what? I'm going to skip the rest of these, but. Basically, an outline of what the matchups are. Find the article on the ESPN. Uh, but yeah, I'm just going to be out of breath if I keep on going through the rest of them. Uh, but last part of this week's episode of the podcast is a national championship game recap from last night. This was all Michigan 34 13. The score really doesn't tell you the story. Michigan's running game was pretty much running all over Washington all night long, and they had a hard time stopping them. Uh, but the biggest parts of this game was. Washington was trying to drive down 20-13, to 13, trying to get a touchdown time to game, and ends up throwing on a 4th and 13. First attempt failed. Second attempt called back on flags on each side. Second attempt failed, I think, for I forget what. But third attempt, 81-yard interception setting up Michigan and put, put this game out of reach with a one-yard touchdown run from Blake Corum, leading Michigan to a national title national championship for the first time since 1997. Donovan Edwards only had two rushing touchdowns all season, and the first one he got last night 
was first since the Penn State game back on November 11th. Had 46 and 41-yard rushing touchdowns in the first half, first quarter, actually, which are the second and third all-time longest rushing TDs in the national champ, college football na- playoff national championship game behind Derrick Henry in 2016, who had a 50-yard rushing touchdown versus Clemson. That is the national championship game recap. Uh, I cannot say the words of congrats to you-know-who as a Ohio State fan. But from an NFL, I will say congrats to Jim Harbaugh. Uh, from an NFL fan perspective, he deserves it with how much struggle he's gone through in his career between college and NFL, of being on the doorstep so many times, but falling off and finally got to grasp that handle, open the door, and have a championship. Congrats on that. But uh, I cannot congratulate the university for obvious reasons. Uh, I prediction My prediction is between New Year's Six and College Football National Championship game. I went 5-2, and two, very good record. Oh, yeah, and by the way, for Week 18 predictions, I went 13-3. and three, And overall this year, I went, not including playoffs, of course, I went 172-100, and 100, which is a very good record. And that is this week's episode of the podcast, so let's wrap things up. Thank you so much for watching this week's episode of Betting in the Booth Podcast. On next week's episode, we will have NFL wildcard games recap and look ahead into the divisional round. We will have, if there's any MLB news between now and then, we will have that and anything else that could pop up between now and then. Thank you so much for watching. If you are new on YouTube, leave a like, hit the subscribe button, leave notifications on notify when I go live and I post a new video. If you are new on audio, follow the podcast, leave a review, hit notifications button to notify when I post in there. By the way, if you're going to happen to be at the Bulls-Rockets game tomorrow night, I will be there in Chicago, my first Bulls home game in way too long since 2011. So if you happen to be there, maybe we'll bump into each other. Otherwise, enjoy. Thank you so much for watching and listening, and I will see you next week's episode, episode 110. Bye-bye.